From the banks of the Avon, welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded, the place where you never have to worry about fitting in or being accepted. All are welcome. The voice for that black sheep in all of us is Rick Sherwood. Here, he shares his views on today's issues. Everything. Nothing is off limits. His insights come not only from his years as a psychotherapist, but also his many life experiences. Do you have something that you want to hear his take on? Find us on Facebook, we're Black Sheep Rebranded. Email Rebecca at rstherapygroup.com Rick at rstherapygroup.com or visit our website at blacksheeprebranded.ca And now, here's Rick. I wonder what he'll talk about today. Good afternoon, beautiful folks, and welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded and another bit of a narrative on some topic. And uh, today we are kind of just picking from randomness out of the pile uh, that Rebecca and I have uh, kind of uh, brought together as a as a potential list. And we have decided, actually we haven't decided, Rebecca decided, um, and I don't say that to, to point fingers, I just say it that... It was kind of an eeny meeny, and she went, "No, we're gonna talk about this." So you know what we're talking about? My quirky take on death. What happens when the lights go out? So in my personal life, I have faced some significant uh, mass death, and I've s- experienced some. Uh, traumatic traumatic events in in my my life and i'm i'm gonna tie this into a a couple things and by the way that sound y'all just heard that's jake jake the cat who has decided he needs to be part of today's proceedings and he needs to be part of of um well just everything to do with black sheep rebranded so it's a jake rebranding day so my apologies if you guys hear him um He's just, you know, he's just doing his thing. So going back to what I had started to say, which is life. We look at life as being so precious and so valuable. Watched a documentary on TV the other day um, that regarding um, the, the school kids and the soccer coach who got trapped in a tunnel system in Thailand at the beginning of the monsoon season. And it's, it, it's this amazing, um, you know, uh, journey to save these, these, uh, these souls who were trapped. And yet every single day, people, tens of thousands of people around the planet die needlessly from, um, any number of things from accidents to homicide, to negligence within their own death, causing premature death to war and famine, and um, civil unrest. So it's really this contrasting idea. And I'm faced with these challenges and these conversations all the time where people, they they want to talk about this, this big picture stuff. What happens when? And so going back in, in my world, uh, different events in my life, I've, I've, I've been present when fairly young children have died. Uh, due to a motor vehicle accident. I've been present when adults have died due to a motor vehicle accident. And I've been present when 
uh, elderly people, a number of elderly people from my time living in and working in long-term care have passed away. And so I've seen people pass away who were at peace with the people who passed away traumatically. And, 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 and I got to a crossroads in my life one day when I looked around and I went, what the heck am I doing this all for? If, if, if all I'm doing this for is to, you know, move my little piece of the world around in a circle uh, just for it to, you know, eventually go up for auction, you know, when I die and nobody that I know will care about anything that, that meant anything to me and, and my life just blinks out. Why am I doing this? Why am I putting in this effort? Why do I bother when I come across an accident scene? Why do I bother to put in the sweat equity and the time to try to save somebody's life? Why do I do that? Why not just say, you know what? Eh, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Who really cares? It doesn't matter. Right? Well, religion would say that life is sacred. And religion would say that not only life is sacred, but pretty much all religions around the world are not about cannibalism. They're not about eating each other. They're not about beating each other up. They are about some form of, of preservation. And yet religions around the world are used every single day to manipulate and twist and control people. Absolute angel of a, of a lady that I know... Um, she was canonized. And, and I remember saying to her, how do you get canonized? How, what, what, explain this to me. So what she had done is she had brought uh, two churches together who needed to amalgamate and, and bring everything under one roof because the two independent churches didn't have enough bodies attending and so she had done some some really good community work and she did some really good things for for the people who attended the church and so out of that she was canonized and and I was like well that's kind of an interesting thing and she said I originally said no I didn't I didn't want it because yeah, it, what's it matter? What's it? I was just doing what I need to do, and this is why one of the, my references. She's such an angel of a human being, and then she turned around and she said, "No, you know what? I will take it because, again, unfortunately, in this world, titles mean so much." And she is again this person who you would never ever know that that there is anything other than this beautiful spirit that oozes out of her and this truly beautiful, beautiful spirit that oozes out of her is someone who is just doing, as she said, I was just doing my job. I was bringing people together. I was offering a safe place within the church for these two groups of people. And I, and I was bringing them together, which is what I'm supposed to do. That is my job. For that, though, she was canonized. And that was wonderful. That was beautiful. But again, what does that have anything to do with death, Rick? Well, death is just like being canonized, just like anything else. It comes with titles. And the title is, you're dead. So therefore, people go, all right, lights out, move on. Now, on the religious side, if you follow all of our teachings then you're going to be saved forever because 
guess what? There's a special place. Allah, Jesus, Muhammad, it doesn't matter. They will all have a special place reserved for you in the afterlife. I always think it's amazing. Go to Star Trek, Next Generation. Came out in the in the eighties. Forget when it went off the air. But the fact is the Klingons, their rituals around death and and Valhalla, a life after. And I used to always be fascinated by this the study of what would happen afterwards. And then again, as I got older and older, I realized again, as I said, this human being was canonized by other people for simply doing her job. And so what I said there is, I said, it sounds like you made a problem go away. And so therefore they were patting you on the back. And she said, absolutely. That is exactly what happened. And again, when other people get titles, they get ideas, they get things. And so when we look at religion today, and it says, if you simply go to church and you do what I'm telling you to do, and I'm at the front of the church, so therefore listen to me, I struggled. And I struggled with this, this absolute acceptance that simply because I would believe in something, that I would dress a certain way, that I would make the, 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 the right choices for Lent, the right choices for Christmas, the right choices for any number of occasions, that that guaranteed me this eternal life. And I struggled. One of the reasons why I struggled is because of the number of churches where there's been corruption, the number of church leaders who have, you know, either gone out with prostitutes or gone out with, with uh, people within their congregation or have done other, other things that are going against what they would say. And so I wanted to find a way to give me a reason to go on, a reason to not give up and just say, screw it, I don't care. And so what I came up with, and it and it, this wasn't something that, that came up in, in an afternoon. This is something that developed over many years. Listening to one little bit of podcast from somebody over here and reading a book over there and learning some new subject over somewhere else. And I pulled all these different ideas together. And one of the things that is true about science is we cannot destroy to nothing, nor can we create from nothing. And so these are one of the most basic fundamentals and laws of all science, is we cannot create into nothing, nor can we create from nothing. We can only transform. So we can take a tree and we can plant it, and that tree can grow, and we can cut that tree down, and we can burn the wood, or we can use the wood to, to make lumber. But we can measure the amount of water that tree got, the amount of sunlight that tree got. We can measure where it grew. We can measure all kinds of things about the life of that tree. We can measure the nutrients of the soil that it was planted in. We can literally measure countless, countless different things about this tree. And we can. We truly can. It's a beautiful thing to be able to do that. 
And so what happens when we take the time to step back and step outside the box and we look and we go, huh, can we do the same thing with people? Well, a number of years back, I'm going to say 10, 15 years ago, they determined through PET scans, through different types of digital imaging of the brain, that for up to 30 minutes after death, the human mind is still hearing, even though the, the heart has stopped beating. The residual energy within our body, that, that residual energy, and by the way, that energy I'm talking about is about 10 milliamps of electricity. That residual energy is still recording memories. That residual energy is still actually, we can look at imaging of the mind and the mind is still recording information. It is still embedding new information as though the mind was attached to an active body. That is that residual energy. So going back to science, and if science says anything about life or about anything, it says we can't. We can't create from nothing. All we can do. So as a human being, you know, a sperm cell and egg, those two things, they were not nothing. They were created, each of those items were created within the bodies of the donors from the from the proteins and the nutrients that came into that body. And through, through replication, all of those things developed. And as they developed, we end up with a zygote, the beginning of a human being. And then as we grow from that zygote, we end up growing and growing. And again, we can measure all of these phases of our life. And so the organic part of us is no different than a tree. When we die organically, we can learn a lot about our life, how we lived, how nutritious our diets were. We can look at our bone marrow. We can look at all kinds of things organically within us, no different than we can look at a tree. But I got to ask you folks, what happens to the electricity? Those memories that are still being encoded, what happens to that electricity? Where does it go? And so instead of making this, this arbitrary leap of faith on, on, on religion, and please believe me, I am not downplaying religion and I'm not bad-mouthing religion. I simply needed something that I could sink my teeth into, that I could grab hold of, and I could base it in something I could wrap my mind around. So that when I've seen children die, when I've seen loved ones that are gone, like my Uncle Danny, just an, a, a marvel of a human being, in my opinion, and he has been gone from my life for uh, about 26 years. And, and I dearly, dearly miss him. But as much as I miss him, the one thing that gives me comfort is where I'm going. Call it heaven. Call it whatever it is that you want. Or if you're a Star Trek fan, call it Valhalla. You call it whatever it is that you want. But the fact is that all of these things... All of these, these, these things that, that create who we are, the electricity, if science is right, cannot be destroyed into nothing. There's about 90, 80 to 90 billion neurons within your brain. Those neurons are all creating connections between each other. 80 to 90 billion connections. That's a lot. That's a B. That's a lot of connections. It's all being done electronically. 
electrically. That electricity, that electric, that is who we are. Our muscles, chemical reactions, bioelectrical reactions, our nervous system, bioelectric. What happens to that electricity that is within us? And I'm going to have people who will say, and I've had people over the years, many different people who who are faced with sudden death all the time, uh, mostly first responders and military, ex-military, and some current military. And that idea of what happens to that electricity, sure, it goes, but where does it go? Where does it dissipate to? You get sensitive enough equipment and you set a Duracell battery on your on your on your table or an ever ready or any type of battery, you can measure based on humidity, how dry the air is, everything else. You can measure a dissipation from that battery into that, into that air. So static electricity, the Aurora Borealis, the energy that, that circles the planet, all kinds of unbelievable things that we, we want to say we truly understand. And, and yet we really don't. What happens to that electricity? So what that gave me is hope. I didn't any longer have to take an arbitrary thing such as heaven and put faith into it because somebody said so. What I could do is I could look at science and I could go, can science help out the idea of heaven? Yes, it can. And science can help out the idea of heaven by simply saying the electricity, all of those memories, all of that, that those trillions of, 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 of synapses of, that have fired. So there's billions, okay, but there are trillions and trillions of reactions that have already occurred, that have stored memories, that have stored ideas, that have created the minutia that is us. When we go, if science is right, the electricity that's within our body has to dissipate, has to transfer to something. I hypothesize that it transfers into the environment where we are, and from there, it goes anywhere. It is electricity, and it is pure energy, and therefore, it can travel anywhere. But I think that the, the initial transformation, and this is why we get so many people who come back with these firsthand experiences from near-death experiences in ORs, in emerges, in other places. I remember a couple near-death experiences that I had, uh, and, and I was positive um, when I was on a Coast Guard boat that I had had an out-of-body experience, and, and, and I know uh, that there's no way for me to prove or disprove it other than it's the lucid memory that I have. Same thing when I was trapped in a truck in, in California when, my, when, when I was in an accident. Again, these ideas are there. They get trapped in the, the electricity, that electric, that part of us. And don't think that we do not run on electricity because we do. It's about 10 milliamps. You can measure it. It is real. The synapses within our brain, again, put probes all over our head. You can measure all kinds of things that are going on. Digital imaging now, we can watch the things happen within the mind 
amazing, amazing videos on, online to watch about that and to learn and grow. And so one of the things that gives me hope to help people, hope to move on, hope to love, hope to to uh, embrace people and to, to make a world that I am proud of and a, and a world that hopefully will give me and give the people in my world something to, to grab on. Well, that hope, yeah, you know what that is? That's that electricity. It's floating around. It's everywhere. And so I'm sitting there and I'm going, you know what? Isn't it beautiful to have a bit of hope? Isn't it beautiful just to go, you know what? I can do this. And these are the things that I think make us the people that we are. Hope. And so if I can give you a little bit of hope for your world, a little bit of hope that you don't have to put a a blind faith into, will I ever see my loved one again? I have no idea what the transformation looks like, but I am a very firm believer that, again, the the tens of thousands, if not millions of documented cases of those firsthand responses from people who have had an out-of-body experience, they are there in energy. And it is that electric current that electricity that is their mind that has left, that is transferred from the body to the atmosphere around, hence why they always say they're floating in, in above the scene, sometimes they come back. But for the ones who don't come back, that electricity is still gone. It's still in the, the ether. It's in the environment. You have that possibility then of reconnecting. So for 26 years, I've missed my Uncle Dan. I hope one day to reconnect with him. And when I do, I'm going to ask him, seriously, dude, what have you been doing? You've been fishing? Because I know he used to love deep sea fishing. What are you, what are you doing? He was a great cook. Maybe he's been cooking up a meal, wait, waiting for company to come. I don't know. But regardless, that's my theory on death. That's my theory on what happens when we die. That's my theory that helps me get me through the day-to-day grind of sometimes because I deal with a lot of suicide, I deal with a lot of people who have been impacted by suicide and people who are just, they, they develop cancer and they're gone in their 20s and they shouldn't be. So let's just take a bit of time. Remember, we are all electricity. Be kind to each other savor the time that we have and do me a great big huge favor and have a little bit of faith that you know what living a good life isn't such a bad thing i'm not sure it guarantees you anything next just like i'm not sure that being a horrible human being doesn't give you anything next but i do think that if science is right the electricity that is us does transform from being within us to the atmosphere, not unlike a battery sitting on a desk that will transfer its electricity to the atmosphere. Y'all be good. Take care. Hopefully this has given you something to think about. And please be safe out there. And hopefully nobody is in a hurry to get to the other side to find out what it is that's out there. Take care. Bye-bye. Again, thank you very much. It's Rick Sherwood here again. Thank you very much. As I continuously say, really appreciate everyone who tunes into these podcasts. Uh, But please keep in mind, uh, 
all the information contained within these is not meant to be a supplement or meant to be a replacement for psychotherapy or for anyone truly struggling with mental health, please reach out to uh, a therapist and somebody qualified to help you out. If these ideas trigger something within you where you need to do that and you're not sure where to go, by all means, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to. Uh, go to blacksheeprebranded.ca uh, and we can direct you in, un in unbelievable different directions. Piracy, please don't pirate the information in this. It is proprietary. Uh, please also make sure that, uh, that you understand that this isn't about us wanting to be greedy about our ideas. This is us wanting to make sure that our ideas are uniquely and collectively kept as ours so that we can use them as we see fit and not how other people want to do it for their own piracy and their own benefit. Y'all be good. Take care. Bye-bye.